The NBA draft is this upcoming Thursday, and while we're rounding out the lottery selections today with number 14 and the New Orleans Pelicans, we're going to keep going through our draft coverage. And make sure you guys stay tuned and subscribe to the channel as we'll have a live stream during the NBA draft as well. But let's go ahead and get into that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central, your number one spot for everything NBA and basketball related. And it's we have to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans, right? And while there's been a lot of thought and, and conversation in the last couple of days of could the New Orleans Pelicans look to move Zion Smith to move up in the draft and, and you know, go after Scooter or anyone else. And, you know, that that was kind of, you know, shot down by uh, the, the Pelicans a little bit later on in the week. But it always in- gives an interesting perspective, right, is how long can the New Orleans Pelicans wait for Zion Williamson to be able to stay healthy? Now, when he's healthy, he's everything you need him to be, right? We know that with Zion. He's, he's, a, he's a monster. He's a beast to defend. And he's one of the players that w- when he's on the court, he has such an impact on your team and on your roster that it's felt, right? It's not anything that you can overlook or try to deny just the gravity that a player like Zion Williamson has when he's able to stay healthy. One of the biggest questions, though, around him is his ability to stay healthy, right? Is his ability, how many games are you going to get from Zion every single year? This past season, Zion only played 29 games. Now, in those 29 games, he did average 26 points per game, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal per game, right? right under a block per game, and, and he, 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 was, he was just an amazing player. He did that on also 60% shooting from the field, 38%, 36% shooting from three-point range, um, and, you know, for his career, he's a 60% field goal shooter over the course of that. The season prior to that, 2020-21, before he took a year off, he played 61 games that season, 24 games the season prior to that. The biggest question around Zion isn't how good he can be when he's on the court, it's how how much can you keep him on the court? And that's a question that Pelicans fans, the Pelicans front office, is going to have to ask themselves. And it's going to come down to, can you build a good enough team that's going to be able to stay good enough and competing? And then if, we, if you can get Zion healthy in the playoffs, how deep of a run can you go on? That's going to be one of the biggest questions. But it's, it's one of the more unique situations for a 22-year-old player who has a lot of promise to be in. And ultimately... I don't expect them to make that during this draft. I just don't. But it could be a decision that the Pelicans do have to make eventually down the road somewhere. But, all right, we're going to move on from that. We're going to focus kind of on the draft. Just since we were talking about the Pelicans, I wanted to get that out. But let's talk about the options for the Pelicans at number 14 in the NBA draft this year. And the first one I'm going to bring up is Keontae George. This is a 6'4", 185-pound shooting guard out of Baylor. And this guy has the strength. Yeah, he's actually slimmed down but uh, since high school, but he definitely has some space to also put on some weight on top of that. Um, he has just an amazing ability to make shots, right? That's the most important thing for him is his ability to fill it up all across the court. This guy is a, a, a scorer by nature. He's aggressive. He attacks downhill. When he has mismatches, he is not afraid to attack them. He can score in bunches, and when he gets going, it's a beauty to see the way that he can score the ball. He also has a good uh, handle. He's tough to, to contain at times because of how bouncy he is and how much he can take people off the dribble. And the angles that he takes at sometimes is just a beauty to see. He's able to hit fadeaways 
and, and uh, sidesteps and things in tight spaces to create spaces for himself with floaters, layups, things like that. He's able to finish with either hand, has a, has a solid pull-up jumper that's only getting better, and he's a fluid scorer. At the end of the day, right, it seems like right now he, he's, he's a, a scorer and a shooter by nature, but he still has so much more of an ability than that. The ability to take tough shots, to convert those tough shots, right? Not, not a foul, and the ability to draw fouls, right? Four, four and a half free throw attempts per game and shooting that at an almost 80% free throw clip. Keontae George is a damn good prospect in there. Where are some of the negatives with him at? He's not the, the best athlete, right? He doesn't finish above the rim. And while he's a smart basketball player, when he's the, some more pressure around the rim, he can... He can falter at times at that. He also can be a chucker at time, 33.8% three-point field goal uh, shooting percentage, taking seven uh, three-pointers per game. But this is something that you can see his efficiency probably climb, working in the NBA system, working with coaches, because he has the intelligence to do. And he's just a streaky uh, scorer. That can be a positive or negative with him. And he doesn't really do too well when he's really blitzed defensively coming off pick and rolls, but he's solid enough. Uh, and, and operating in that pick and roll enough there. I like Keontae George a lot here for the New, Ellen, New, or, New Orleans Pelicans and being able to just add a little bit of a scoring punch for them. Next up, Kobe Bufkin. This is another player that we have not yet covered here. 6'5", 185-pound guard out of Michigan. This guy, he's a left-hander, southpaw, um, amazing, smooth athlete on top of that. Um, had a, had a breakthrough year as a sophomore. When you really look at it, uh, 14 points per game on 48% shooting overall from the field uh, in his freshman year. Saw a significant uh, step up, uh, 22 uh, uh, three-point field goal percentage in 21-22. He upped that to 35%, taking about three-and-a-half three-pointers per game this past season. Um, listen, it, it, at the end of the day, right, he knows how to pace the game and pace himself. He's rangy, he can play downhill, he can slash as well, he knows how to get to his spots, and he converts around the rims with his, with his floaters amazingly. He's 56% field goal percentage inside the arc, shows sign of being able to also hit three-point shots off the dribble, a solid one-two punch uh, in, in, in the way that he's able to score. Now, some of his weaknesses as well. Um, He's improved as a shooter, but he can still be inconsistent shooting, right? And he still has yet to prove that he can be a consistent threat from long range, from the three-point range. He's not hugely dynamic either. He's kind of a one-trick pony in a, in a degree, um, but he also knows how to convert around the rim. So that's some things to look at around him. Lastly, who we're going to cover here for the Pelicans, Nick Smith Jr. This is a 185-pound shooting guard slash uh, point guard out of Arkansas. We covered him, uh, I think, on the last episode. Um, listen, combo guard prospect could learn behind CJ McCullum for a while. Quick, speedy, has enough, has that frame to add muscle. Uh, uh, he knows how to score the ball. Twelve points per game as a freshman. Um, he he's he can be an aggressive scorer as well. On top of that, uh, he can also score in bunches. Right, that most of the players that we listed here, if you can tell, there's kind of a they can score, and I think that can help the Pelicans a lot. He knows how to score in the mid range. He knows how to really score at all three levels, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a three level scorer quite yet. Not really being consistent in all those areas. Some of the slights on him, not the most physical player. Can really, if you get physical with him on defense, it can really get in his head, cause him to play uh, bad. Um, he struggled as a finisher at times, 39% inside the arc. So that's some uh, signs for concerns there. And he also doesn't show the best diligence as far as taking smart shots. He can take some bad shots at times that can really hurt your team. Um, 
He's, he's a combo guard right now. He isn't the most natural playmaker, so depending on how you run your offense, that would determine kind of the guard position that you use him in, I would think. But again, a nice prospect here, I think, for the New Orleans Pelicans as well. And these are kind of the, 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 the three that I wanted to talk about today. doesn't mean that that's the limit for them and what they could do, but those are the three that I kind of think fits them the most. You guys can let me know what you think on everything down below. That's it for today, at least on this episode. I'm going to have another episode drop. Got to make some time up. I missed the episode last week. Uh, make sure you guys are following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything NBA-related because of you guys and like like in every episode on. I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video. Bye tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.